I was so happy to hear that that people, other people who've experienced this, instead of just moping around and just getting sadder and sadder by the day, they decided to instead think about other people instead of themselves, and that was just huge, you know? Hi everyone, I'm Mark Mulholland. Welcome to The Upbeat, a podcast about hope and perseverance. We're so glad you downloaded this episode because it's sure to touch your heart. My guests today are Sonia Miller and her son Etienne of Albany, New York. First, we're going to talk to Etienne. Etienne, welcome. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. You're in eighth grade, right? Yes. What subjects do you like best in school? Technology. What do you like about it? Uh, I like using my hands and I like the programming and it's, I love how it's a new thing. What do you like to do for fun? Uh, I like to play for video games, hang out in my room, and just pet my dog. And you play, you're musically inclined as well, is that right? Yes. Tell me about that. Oh, uh, I play the trombone, and I've been learning a bit about uh, the bass. How did you come about playing music? Well, my dad was very big into music, and so naturally I kind of ended up steering into that direction too. Tell me a little bit more about your dad. Uh, my dad was a guitarist. He, he did concerts, and he was also a teacher at a Catholic school, a Catholic all-girls high school. And he, he was really close to all those students. Really good guy. What did he teach? Um, actually, I don't, I'm not sure. But he, he was a teacher for... He was a teacher. Many years. Yes. And his first name was Sebastian, correct? Mm -hmm. um, and you sort of are, are, are now playing music as well. It's because of him? Did he play at home at all? Did he... Yeah, you'd think I'd play the guitar seeing as he's a guitarist, but I ended up just seeing a brass instrument thinking, oh, this isn't so bad. When did you lose your dad, Etienne? July 28th, uh, 2021. July 28th, 2021. So it was in the middle of a pandemic, too. Yeah. Um, how, how are you doing? A bit sad, but okay. Um, have you gotten any help from anyone? Do you talk? Is there anyone you can talk to about it? Uh, yeah, I talked to my mom all the, all the way. Like I, sometimes I just, I, I'd come in, I have a sad day, and then I would start thinking about my dad. I'd get sad. And then uh, there were friends. And of course, these were the friends that I've known for years and family too. It, it was, they're really not, they're, this, they've, um, they're what got me through this. Friends and family. Yeah. You said your dad played guitar. Uh, what kinds of music? Uh, well, there was, he was really just country. He was really big on country. He enjoyed every, all genres, honestly. Um, so it's been roughly nine months since he passed? Yeah. And does it get any easier as time passes? Well, if you want the whole long story. I do, sure, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, at first, it was difficult. I, when I first heard about it, I was in another country, and it wasn't that long ago uh, that I just left. And so when I heard about it, I kind of just really broke down. Then I slowly started to get better. But I, was, I had those moments where I would just crash. Um, and so then I kind of slowly built my way back up, and I talked to my mom about things, and she got me a counselor. And so things got a bit better, and I decided I didn't need the counselor anymore. And so now I'm, I'm here, doing a lot better, but still not as great as I was before. Etienne, I'm guessing you're a very good student. Are you a good student? Yeah, um, I think be so. <laughs> because you're, you're wise beyond your years. And for you to be able to sit here at 14 and talk to me about some things that are very difficult is 
impressive and you come across as, as a person wise beyond your years. Um, I lost my children, or my, my children lost their mother, I should say. Um, and I always thought that the loss of a parent requires a child to grow up faster than they should have to. Would you agree with that? Yeah. How so? When, when you lose your uh, parent, it's just destroys you for a while. You regret a lot of things like not being able to spend enough time with them and not being able to be there, especially when you won't be there to, let, to see them off, you know, to wherever. Yeah, so you couldn't be with him? I wasn't there in the hospital. I wish I was. That's, that's my single regret. But you realize that's not your, that's not your fault? That's not something yeah. that you could have done differently, right? You know, I, mean, I mean, I didn't know when he was going to die, but it still hurts. What did you, what did you love most about your dad? <laughs> he made some really funny puns sometimes. He had puns and he was funny. I, he always wanted to go outside. He always wanted to hang out. And I loved to. It was so much fun. Uh, puns. I'm a pun guy. I like puns. <laughs> Can you think of any? Can you think of any off the top of your head that he may have shared? Or did, did, was it a spur of the moment type thing? It's a spur of the moment, yeah. Are you a punster too? Do you like, do you like an occasional pun? Uh, not so much, but whenever the uh, things pop up, you know. Um, as you probably know, Kelly's Angels helps children and their families in this area, in the capital region of New York, who've been affected by life-threatening conditions, cancer, or other, other illnesses. And we provide grants to, to kids and their families, hoping to bring smiles to their faces. Um, and I think we, were, we provided a fun grant to you, right? Tell, tell me about that. Um, that, that was, when I first heard about it, I was just shocked and so happy. And all the whilst I was really sad. And, I, and when I heard about it, actually, I was just coming back from school, had a good day. And then I just started breaking down in tears and I just started crying. Well, that's not what we want. We don't want you to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were they tears of sadness or? A bit of sadness and joy. I was so happy to hear that, that people, other people who've experienced this, instead of just moping around and just getting sadder and sadder by the day, they decided to instead think about other people instead of themselves. And that was just huge, you know? It's, it was shocked that people like that existed in this world. I thought they were all really mean and scary. <laughs> well, well that's, that's refreshing for us to hear that you now realize that there are people out there who care because Kelly's Angels is an organization which, which does care. And we were, we were happy to help. Tell me, you, did you go somewhere? Did you do something? What did you do? Uh, I, went, I, I used the money and um, what I was supposed to do was go um, get a trombone, a new trombone at first. And I was also told I could use it for ice fishing. And so, of course, I wanted to do that. And then my mom, uh, Sonia, she came up with the greatest idea. Why not invite some friends? And we would take pictures and we'd show our experiences and the fishes we caught. And that's exactly what happened. We, it was so much fun. I'm so happy. Had you been ice fishing before? No, that was my first time. And where'd you go? Um, it was... Was it in Lake Placid? Or Lake, was that we... Lake Placid, yes. Lake Placid. Lake Placid, New York. Mm -hmm. Upstate New York. Um, and you caught some fish? Uh, yeah, they were all really small, but it was still big. You know, I never thought I would ever go ice fishing. Was it cold? It was cold. Like, really cold. So you were born in Ethiopia, correct? Yeah. There's no ice fishing in Ethiopia, I'm guessing, right? I mean, <laughs> Pretty sure, but I never spent a lot of my life there, you know? No? No, but I think I was still born there, so. 
Um, I think we're going to take a break now uh, to thank our underwriters. Um, when we come back, I think we'll have your mom join us and, and chat for a little bit. Does that sound good with you? Sounds great. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. Support for Kelly's Angels comes from... The students and faculty at Southlands Falls High School in upstate New York who hold a 24-hour marathon dance each year to benefit local charities. Kelly's Angels is proud to be among the beneficiaries of the 2022 South High Marathon Dance. We are grateful for their generosity and kindness. Support also comes from Stewart's Shops, an employee and family-owned convenience store chain serving eastern upstate New York and southwestern Vermont. And from Noble Ace Hardware in South Glens Falls, New York, which offers competitive pricing and high-quality products for just about anything you need. For more than 30 years, the team at Noble Ace has delivered on its promise to be the most helpful hardware store in town by providing excellent customer service that exceeds expectations and reflects family values during each and every visit. Now back to my dad's interview. Welcome back to the Upbeat Podcast. I'm talking with Sonia Miller from Albany and her son, Etienne. Sonia and Etienne are now part of the Kelly's Angels community. And for our listeners who are not familiar with Kelly's Angels, it's a charity that we founded in 2010 in memory of my wife, Kelly, who passed away from breast cancer at age 37 when our two children, Connor and McKenna, were just seven and five years old. Sonia, Etienne very eloquently told us about Sebastian. Mm -hmm. What would you like people to know about Sebastian, your Mm. husband? Well, first of all, um, to fill in one of the blanks, he was a French teacher. French teacher. (laughs) (laughs) And from France. And uh, loved the United States. So we met here uh, in college because he was an international student. He wanted to come to America, wanted to learn English. And um, one of the most impressive things about him probably was his his mastery of the English language. So he taught English in France, and then once we were here, he taught French here. So his mastery of the English language was passed down to Etienne. For a 14-year-old, he's incredibly eloquent. That's right. Um, So you got that from your dad, as well as having some musical inclination as well. Um, Do you mind talking about his, his illness and his passing? Well, it was a big shock. Um, It was pancreatic cancer, and just like we often hear, by the time you have any symptoms, you're in an advanced stage. So it seemed like one day he was complaining about not feeling well, and then over the course of two or three weeks, he declined so rapidly um, and it, it, it almost seemed like he had very little time, you know, then. But it was nine months, though, before he actually passed. So the good thing was that he was repatriated back to France, and he got excellent care, and uh, he ended up being with us nine more months. But it was, it was brutal. It was a it was a big shock to everyone, and it's uh, and he difficult. He was fifty three years old. Fifty three, and it's difficult for you. You are keeping a stiff upper lip for your son. Mm-hmm. We've often talked about this on this podcast and with our organization. We try to help surviving spouses as well because you are grieving, and you're still raising a a teenager. 
How have you coped? My focus has been a lot on ATN. Yes, yes. ATN. Now, his father and I were separated before he passed, um, but we had known each other and for 33 years. And uh, we separated after 27 years. Um, but, of course, raising a child together, remained close. We lived in the same neighborhood. We spoke every day. Um, and so... I also did grief counseling. That's how I got through. I took time for myself, and then um, I was able to be there for Etienne and try to be as attentive to his needs as possible. Got a lot of good advice from the hospice counselors. And you're a psychologist by training mm -hmm. as well, That's right? That's right. Has that helped you, or is it more, even more difficult? Do people have higher expectations of someone who is a professional psychologist? I think around me, people have higher expectations, but when you're doing counseling, they know to drop all of that. You're just another person, and you need advice just as much as anyone else. Um, but being a psychologist, of course, did help me because I knew where to go. And, um, and, and I, often people don't know where to that's turn. That's right. That's right. How has it changed your, how, how has the loss of Sebastian changed your perspective? I'm sure it's changed your perspective on parenting because you don't have mm -hmm. someone else now to bounce things that's off. Right. But how else? Um, I immediately wanted to take better care of myself. I wanted to make sure <laughs> that I paid attention to my health, my my daily habits. And that's common from what, vices. I've, what I've learned. Yes, because that's right. you want to make sure exactly. that you're there for for That's anything. right. That's right. Um, I thought about a lot of things that, um, that he didn't have a chance to put in place, and I wanted to make sure my life insurance policies were up to date. I, you know, I wanted to think about what if I'm no longer here, what does that look like for him? So there was a lot of discussion, and, and I have a big support group, and we had an open conversation as well. What if, right? And he has a godmother, and he said, yeah, I would, I, I would want to go and live with my godmother and my godbrother. And um, so it just, it just opened up a lot of discussion that ended up being very healthy for us to think about future and, uh, and then I just, I just wanted to let everyone around me and our friends from college to know, you know, live for today, you know, um, be happy for what you have, um, be grateful, show gratitude. Don't take it for Don't granted. Don't take anything for granted. And, uh, and everybody's response was that way as well, because, you know, I mean, I'm 55 now, but you know, we consider ourselves very young. <laughs> sure, so, yeah. so to think about, you know, dying at this age is just unfathomable. Yeah. Um, Etienne told us about the fun grant and his activities in Lake Placid, ice fishing. Um, how did you react when, when you received a letter from us? Did you have a particular reaction when you received a letter notifying you that we wanted to do something nice for you? Flabbergasted. Yeah. Um, and um, I think the first thing that I said to, um, you know, one of my, my, my friends was, look at 
what can happen in the universe, right? Um, and, um, and I just thought that it showed incredible support and I knew that he would be very touched. And, uh, but I was, I was surprised. I mean, it was a pleasant surprise, but I, it was a shot in the dark for me. I'd heard about it on the radio. So I said, well, let me write away and say, you know, what happened and, and see what happens. And then um, a couple of months later, that's when the letter came. So that was draw jobbing. We are uh, more than honored to provide a little support for, for you guys. Um, how important is it, do you think, and I'm asking you guys. I'm asking you this, I guess, as both a parent and as a psychologist. How important is it for to have a child to give a child the ability to smile in the midst of unfathomable grief? Scale of one to ten, one hundred, and that's exactly what it did as well, because it showed that there were people that were out there that knew how this was for him and that their support available, um, it showed him something nice about humanity. That's, that's terrific. Um, do you have ways that you are planning to keep Sebastian's memory alive? Are you, do, you have, Every, do you have little rituals? Do you have... Well, you music. Wanna, yeah, music. music, that's for sure. And... Uh, it's definitely music. Yeah, definitely music. Uh, keeping up the French as well. And, um, you know, just keeping all the photos and, you know, just very visible, you know, letting that presence be there all the time. And, uh, and yes, family. I understand you both are planning to participate in the, in our run walk on Mother's Day. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. I'd be grateful if you could make it. I understand if you can't, but. With pleasure. I I would be grateful. Um. Those sorts of events, and, and I asked Etienne about this, uh, whether he had other friends who were going through or people he met in grief counseling through hospice. Um, but what we found at, at events such as this, that there are, it's a community spirit in that everyone has suffered a loss in some way. And we try to point that out, that it's a fun celebration, but we point out that this is a community and many of us, many of us have suffered from similar circumstances. It doesn't feel like that when you're going through it and as, as you're feeling the, the depths of despair. But I want you guys to know that if you go there, I think you'll end up feeling pretty good at the well, end of the day. Nice. Um, because yeah. we've tried to make it a celebration. So you guys are, are planning to participate and that's on Mother's Day morning in the mm-hmm. Saratoga Spa State Park. Is there anything either of you would like to add about the both the difficulty that you've had to deal with related to Sebastian's passing and how you've been able to keep it on the rails? You know what? Well, um, at my school, we do this. There's like there's some kids who are really annoying, right? But for jokes, they say things and like, it seems hurtful, really, to, it, it isn't. And it's just a joke after all. They never expect it to be real. And I didn't really just come out to my entire classroom and say, hey, my dad passed not too long ago. Um, so they would always like joke around, right? Uh, because, and they would joke around and they would say something stupid like, um, cause I, I'm adopted. So they would say something about my dad, right? And then each time they said that about my dad, I never actually thought about the other one. I thought of about the one that I knew for 14 years. So that was always really hard. I bet it was hard. 
I bet it was hard. And that's, that's to my point about ha having to grow up faster than you should. That's, that's a very adult thing you have to, you have to realize. Well, Etienne, you're, you're inspiring. You, you should be proud of yourself. I wish I could do something more to, to ease your, your burden, uh, but I appreciate you spending time with us and chatting with us. We'll see you at the Mother Love and 5K, and I hope that everyone listening will go to kellysangelsinc.org to register. It's $30, and that price includes a commemorative race shirt, and most importantly, all proceeds benefit Kelly's Angels. I'm Mark Mulholland. Until next time, stay on The Upbeat. If you enjoy The Upbeat, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have topics you'd like us to cover on The Upbeat, please send your ideas to theupbeatpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. On behalf of the volunteer board of Kelly's Angels and the families we help who are facing life-threatening conditions, thank you for listening to The Upbeat. Nice job, McKenna Rose. Thanks, Dad. You too.